that's like the most important tool to align with this center being defined is to be able to tap into that gut to know to trust that gut knowing before you say yes and really releasing the need to rationalize it because oftentimes when i work with clients that are struggling with this it's because they see their calendar and they see an empty spot and they're like, well, I can do this, so I should. Yeah. Or this person really wants me to do this, so I should. Yeah. Instead of asking themselves, like, what does my gut tell me in yeah. the moment? Is it a yes? Is it a no? Welcome to the Well-Designed Podcast. I'm your host, Brandi Healy, and together with my friend and co-host, Kyle Wood, we'll share how we're integrating human design into our own lives. We're both entrepreneurs in the wellness space, navigating running our own businesses while being present in our personal lives, all without burning out in the process. In this episode, we'll include plenty of practical tools to get you unstuck and feel more in flow. Let's get started. Hello and welcome back to Well Designed. My name is Kyle Wood and with me is my co-host Brandy. Hey Brandy. Hi. So we've just had our 45 minute pre-chat and now we're ready to record (laughs) the podcast. Uh, Today's uh, podcast episode is we're continuing with our theme of the centres And we're looking at the sacral center today, which is an interesting one because this is like the splenic and emotional center episodes we did. This also can be an authority for people. So we'll be talking a bit today about if you've got this defined, how this can actually show up in your decision making too. So I'm I'm excited about that. And I'm also excited to talk about the, the smaller percentage of people who have this undefined uh, and what that can mean for them, which Brandy and I both have this undefined, so we're very familiar with with that. Um, and then we obviously know lots of people who have it defined. And you're saying, Brandy, that you've actually been doing, like working with a lot of people with the center defined lately. Yeah, all of my current private clients are all, all have the yeah. center defined. Huh. And, you know, it makes sense. 70% of people have the sacral center defined. So those are anybody that's a generator or a manifesting generator will have this center defined. And, you know, I think it's really important for all you generators and manifesting generators to really understand, you know, how, like, as Kyle mentioned, how this plays into your authority, but you know, how it plays into so much of your design is, you know, being able to identify that gut feeling and that gut knowing. So, you know, it'll be fun to, to dig into that today. Yeah. Well, I think let's just, let's just dive into those who have this defined. So if they have this, if you have this colored in, uh, oh yeah, we usually talk about where to find this on the chart too. So this is one of the centers that's in the middle. It's a square. It's the second from the bottom square on your chart. So the very bottom is the root center which we've done another episode on. And then just above that, that's your sacral center, uh, which does it have, does, uh, I haven't really heard it called any other names. No. Mm-mm. Yeah. No. 
but yeah it's got to do with like so, your gut it's got to do with uh you know like sexuality and like reproduction and all of that stuff like which if you familiar with chakras it's like a similar sort of, mm-hmm. sort of vibe there um so uh but uh, yeah, yeah today, it governs like vitality vitality and... i like that yes Yes, like our energy for work. It's like life force to cre- is create, kind of... create, right? Yeah, yes. create. Yes, there's a creativity and creation um, element with it as well. Yeah. So, as I mentioned, for those of you that are generators and manifesting generators, this will be shaded in on your chart. And so, when this is defined, it's you know having that consistent creativity, vitality, and gen- and uh, energy. Um, and that just really means like you have this ability to work very consistently when you are doing things that really light you up and that you are deeply satisfied by. Yeah. And, you know, I think that that's like the key here is a lot of these people that have this center, you have so much energy and it is magnetic, you know, that's part of, you know, what these two types, like the signature of these types is this like magnetism and it comes from, you know, this sacral center and, you know, you are designed to be my magnetic when you are actually lit up by what you are doing. And so sometimes what can get confused with the center is you have all of this energy and you're not using your authority, how you make a decision to really decide, is this the next best place to put my energy? So, mm-hmm. you know, one of the things that can happen for people with the center, like when they're in their shadow, is they can feel burnt out or they can feel depleted. And what, how that can come about is, you know, when we overcommit to things that we don't enjoy. So really doing things that people think that they should do versus doing things that, you know, they're excited by or that feel really good to them that, you know, that are, are satisfying. So it can also show up as like just, prioritizing other people's needs above their own Um, or really not trusting their own magnetism. And, you know, for both of these types, the way that they create opportunities, their, um, their strategy is to respond to things. So if they find themselves really chasing after things, instead of having that patience and trust that the right things will come to them, that can also feel, you know, super depleting. Um, And so, you know, another sign um, can be just feeling really restless. You know, if you're not using your energy in satisfying ways throughout the day, you might find yourself being that person that like feels like you have to exercise or compulsively clean right before you go to bed. I I was just thinking as you were talking, like I've totally got a friend who's like this, like he's, uh, I'm not going to sound super judgy saying this, but it's just my observation. <laughs> we can't help but as projectors, we're always observing. He he not really he's not really super fulfilled by the work he does, so he's always looking for things outside mm. of work to fulfill him, which is which is fine. But he just kind of does things for the sake of doing them. Yeah, like like going to the gym like a lot. Um, 
he just sort of setting himself these like random challenges that he's not terribly excited about. He's not getting that like gut hit. He's just like, I need to create something to do with this energy. So I may as well, mm-hmm. I may as well do this. So, yeah, so I, I have observed, <laughs> observed that in him as that sort of like restless generator energy when you're, when you're maybe a bit out of alignment with, um, with what you're doing. Um, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So when our kids were small and they were like, you know, would get really cranky in the evenings and, you know, were really restless when we were trying to get them to go to bed. Like my husband had the saying, he'd be like, they need to get their yayas out. And so like, he would make sure like throughout the day, like he would take them to the park to like wear themselves out. So like when it was time for a nap or bedtime, they were like actually tired. So generators and manifesting generators you need to get your yayas out yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like through, throughout the day um you know to so that you can you know feel satisfied at the end of the day and so you know for these two types like when they're in their wisdom like they oftentimes feel they feel energized as opposed to restless yeah and you know, and that's typically that it comes from when they're able to really be patient and have that trust to wait to feel excited about something before they commit to it. Yeah. And this is so tied into their strategy, right? Which is like to mm-hmm. respond. So if they're not responding, yeah, the center is such a big part of that. If they're not responding to the, the right thing, then, then they're going to, f- yeah feel they're not going to get that it's almost like a energy like a energy circle reciprocation like as they put the energy into the thing that really lights them up they'll then get that like return of energy and like satisfaction and yeah yes yes and like i'll i'll chat about that a little bit more talking about like how they can align but you know some other things like in their wisdom it's like when you end your day feeling deeply satisfied because you've spent your time doing things and spent your energy doing things that feel really good, that are exciting to you or with people in places that leave you feeling really energized and lit up, you know, you, even if it's been, you know, a really long day, say you've worked like a 12 hour day, but you were doing something you absolutely death love you get in bed at the end of the day you're like i am exhausted but it's this feeling of just like oh but i feel so good yeah. about what i accomplished or how i spent my energy even though i'm super tired yeah which on the flip side of that they can spend really brief periods of time doing things that are really depleting and feel totally zonked and drained because they weren't honoring that gut that gut knowing of you know, what's right for them. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, for those that have this authority and one of the clients that I'm working with right now is I, I, she's very tapped into the, into her gut knowing. And it's like, you know, these people like really trust that saying no to things and setting boundaries really creates space for to be able to say yes to things that are exciting to them and you know really again going back to trusting that if it doesn't feel right 
like that's not where I should be spending my time. And if I say no to this thing, that leaves an open place for me to say yes to something that feels right for me. Yeah. Like, you know, the more the more these two types prioritize their own excitement and their own joy, the more magnetic they become for more things like that. So, you know, in terms of your friend that's working in a job that they don't necessarily love, What's important is that, you know, not everyone can go and quit their job tomorrow, right? Yeah, it's yeah. like, we have to pay the bills, right? And so what's important is that he prioritizes other things outside of his workday yeah. and kind of insulates himself, yeah. right? So it's like, we're not always going to be able to only do the things that light us up. Like, I had someone say, like, you know, taking out the trash doesn't really light me up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it still needs to be get done. And so some reframes can be, even if it's something that doesn't light you up, if you once you get it done, does it feel satisfying? And they're like, yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. when the trash is out of the dirty trash is out of the house, like, that does feel satisfying. And even if the answer is still no, but it's like, I still have to do that, then it's like, almost like, the treat yourself, right, is then make sure that you're prioritizing something that you do enjoy. So yeah. if you're going to have to spend time doing something that you dislike but has to be done, it can't be delegated like it's a non-negotiable, can you do something also within that day or, you know, soon after that does bring you joy to kind of balance things out? Because if we're thinking about, if we keep putting our energy into things that are really depleting, then you're just going to magnetize more things like that. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And you just get, I think you just get stuck. Something I always sort of give people with a defined sacral center heads up on is that like, because remember our defined centers are where we like impact others. It's like where we're putting out signals to other people. So other people will just naturally be like, this person has energy. This person can do shit. And they'll just start, they'll just hand you their to-do list. <laughs> like they'll just start like coming over, almost like coming over and writing down on your to-do list things they want you to do. Uh, and, so it can be, and because you know you've got this energy, it can be very tempting to just say yes, just say, and you mentioned it before, like learning to say no, which is really like boundaries, isn't it? Huge, huge. That's like the most important tool to align with this center being defined is to be able to tap into that gut, to know, to trust that gut knowing before you say yes yeah. and really releasing the need to rationalize it. Because yeah. oftentimes when I work with clients that are struggling with this, it's because they see their calendar and they see an empty spot and they're like, well, I can do this, so I should. Yeah, yeah. Or this person really wants me to do this, so I should. Yeah. Instead of asking themselves, like, what does my gut tell me in yeah. the moment? Is it a yes? Is it a no? And, you know, in terms of how does this relate to your authority, you know, generators and manifesting generators, you can only have two types of authority, how you make decisions. So you're either a trust your gut, which means you're meant to ha have the capacity to have instant clarity to know right away, yes or no. So helping yourself by saying, do I want to do this? Yes or no. Or even like turning it into a this or that. And then the other authority is wait for clarity, but it's still rooted in the gut knowing. So it's 
initially trusting your first gut instinct Mm. and sleeping on it, giving it time and then checking back and saying, is that gut in, is that gut? Yes. Or gut? No, still there. Yeah. 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 And, you know, and just and I think this piece is one that's the hardest for people is trusting that the more lit up you are, the more you prioritize your own joy, the more everyone around you benefits. And it's like creating (laughs) space to make your own excitement important is something a lot of people struggle with. And, you know, I primarily work with women. So I think that there's Mm. a lot that goes into, you know, societal and cultural conditioning for women around, you know, martyrdom of sacrificing your own joy and your own comfort for the joy and comfort of others. And like, you know, that could be a multi, that could be a whole podcast on its own. I'm sure that there are plenty of those out there, but I think, you know, with all things like being really gentle with yourself. And if this feels hard, like that's not uncommon, Mm. you know, because there's so much that goes into, again, like what expectations are of us, regardless of our gender, um, that this one can be really hard and it, it can come up for people that they feel selfish or that even people say that they're being selfish, but understanding that when you know that that saying is is you can't pour from an empty cup when your cup is full you have more to you know to share with others and you're you know and you're better for it yeah i think yeah it it is like counterintuitive isn't it because you you think oh the more i actually help others more people around me be lit up but when you think about this from like an energetic perspective and and everyone will know a generator who is lit up well hope i hope they do i hope everyone knows a generator a manifest generator is lit up because you get in their presence and you immediately feel like i can do shit like i can <laughs> yeah <laughs> i can do stuff and this person's there they're cheering me on they're motivating and it's because they're taking the time to do things that they really love um, and that really leaves them, yeah, with that excitement and satisfaction. So trust that. Um, and I know from doing readings as well, like when I've talked to generators who are way out of alignment, you know, which it just happens, like it's not it's not their fault. Um, sometimes you might have a lot of open centers, you just have a lot of conditioning, but there's like this heaviness they're carrying around compared to mm-hmm. other generators, especially I noticed like a lot of generators as they get older and I guess you stop giving as many shits about what other people think. <laughs> For sure. And maybe your kids have grown up a bit, so they're like not relying on you so much. <laughs> yeah. That, that you then, they then like step into themselves and you see this, like this energy and just being, you just want to be around them. You just want to be mm. in the energy. So that is what you have to offer other people is to be this, like this beacon, this light, um, for them, uh, especially for like Brandy and I, who were, as we'll talk about in a second, we're non-sacral. We have undefined sacral centers. So for us, um, having lit up generators is really important because it helps us do the things that we're like, 
we're, we're here to do. It helps, you know, you you with the Defiant Sacral Center invite us in to, for our perspective, for our wisdom. Um, but that can only happen if you're also like doing the work and setting good boundaries. And I think a great example of this is like my business coach, Jackie Murphy is a generator. And one of the first things that she taught me is like when you were calendar planning, the first thing that goes on the calendar outside of the, you know, your regular commitments, whether they're, you know, reoccurring meetings or things that you have with your family, whatever, it's like, where are you taking care of yourself? Hmm. And it's like, that is an aligned generator right there. Yeah. It's like, where am I prioritizing my joy and then putting in my to-do list around that and making sure that that's a non-negotiable. Yeah. And it's like, after a session with her, like, same, I feel like I could kick a door off the hinges <laughs> and I'm like, let's go. <laughs> yeah. And I, I feel like speaking to someone who's really in their wisdom with the Defiant Sacral Center as well. Like they make me feel really, really good too, because they're really, they do tend to be like more open to like my guidance. So I can really, yeah, show up in my full projectoriness and help them um, <laughs> because they've got such a, when you tuned into this center, you've got such as I feel like strong sense of self um, that, you know, a big part of what we do as projectors, we advise and guide if someone's, feeling insecure about themselves that can come across really um, like they can make people feel very defensive. So having that strong mm -hmm. sense of self, you can just dip in with your projector mates and be like, I need help on this. I need help on this. And then good to go. And as projectors, we can be like, this is great. Cause I don't have to do any of the work. <laughs> I can just <laughs> offer you my insight and you're off. Uh, yeah. So as you can imagine, like when we didn't talk about it, about like working in teams, like, people with defined sacral centers and people with undefined sacral centers work really well, can work really well together. So. Mm -hmm. So let's talk a little bit more about undefined sacral centers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. So who has them? Who has them? Manifestors, projectors and reflectors, of course, because remember reflectors have all of their centers undefined. So um, the big thing for people who have this undefined is that your energy is not consistent. It is going to ebb and flow. Um, so as we talk, like with defined center, it's all about that satisfaction of finding the right, responding to the right things. Um, with an undefined sacral center, it's all about like kind of managing your energy uh, and going with that, that ebb and flow of energy rather than trying to uh, resist that and show up as, as someone who has a def defined sacral center. Um, so yeah, we can dive into um, that. Oh yeah, the other, the other thing to note is that you can be influenced by other people's energy. So <laughs> it's important when you've got this undefined, you might be around other people. Like we said, we can get that buzz from, from being around people with defined sacral centers and we can feel like we can do anything. But it is important then to step back and make sure we have that time alone to like recalibrate a bit so that we're not just like pushing ourselves constantly. Anything to add to that before I go into shadow and wisdom? No, I think that that's a, a, a I'm like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <Right on. laughs> 
yes i'm like yes <laughs> yes uh okay so um i mean boundaries are very important to the if you've got an undefined sacral center as well but i like my feeling around it is it's more about sort of um internal boundaries and and understanding yourself rather than um external boundaries if that makes sense it's like more about saying like yes. no to yourself than saying no to other yes. people <laughs> i would agree with that i would agree with that so um so we're we're in our shadow with the undefined sacral center when we try to be like overly consistent like when we're just trying to like show up and meet you know think of like running a marathon race and you've got you know the two runners and you've got your defined sacral center who's just like chugging at the same pace the whole way um whereas that undefined sacral center if they try and keep up with that pace they're likely to burn out whereas they need to maybe stop a few times and <laughs> have a few drinks and, <laughs> and, go and then it's funny because you know with an undefined sacral center it doesn't mean you can't do things um you can still move quite quite fast so it's trusting that when you're feeling the ebb when you're feeling that energy coming down that you take the time to um to really rest and recuperate so but that's that's more being in your wisdom let's, let's stick with the shadow so the other thing is uh pushing pushing too hard like especially like around trying to like make things happen or um keeping up with other people yeah, again keeping up with other people and it's hard because when you say at the start it's like 70% defined, 30% undefined. So it's a smaller part of the population uh, and and we live in a defined sacral world. Everything is geared towards being very consistent. And like we were just talking before this about like social media and how, you know, trying to run a business on social media so much is geared towards like you have to show up consistently even for the algorithm to like keep showing your stuff. And even for me, like I do more like, search engine optimization stuff in my business but it's less it's less consistent but google still wants to make sure your website's being updated it still wants things fresh it still it doesn't want to look at old years old um content so it is looking at the dates it's looking at things like that so there's this element of needing to be um really consistent in the world and so you're in your shadow when you just fall into that as like def as your default mode, uh, rather than thinking about ways to work smarter, not harder, which could be like, mm -hmm. if, if we're talking about business stuff, it could be like batching your content. Like when you have that energy, make a whole bunch of different bits and then just like schedule them out. Um, another way you're in your shadow, this has been <laughs> one for me at the moment. It's like, you're, oh, it's being like over-involved. It's like, putting your hand up, you know, I'm part of a volunteer organization. It'd be like putting my <laughs> hand up for every single, like, oh, we need people to do this. Yep. We need people to do this. Yep. And like, that's hard, right? Because, um, but this is something I, I've known about myself. Like when I first joined, I remember being like, I need to set, I was before I even knew about human design. I was like, I need to set boundaries around this, around how much I commit. Cause there's going to be a temptation that to be a valuable member of this volunteer organization, I need to be contributing all the time. And I've, it's crept up on me a little bit. So I've had to be like, okay, I need to make sure that like, what am I actually going to commit and, and come back to that rather than just saying yes all the time. 
Um, I am also guilty of this one. (laughs) I used to be, anytime someone needed a sub for a yoga class, I was like, oh, me, me, I got it. And I'm like, over here working a full-time job and then i'm like i'm teaching like eight classes this week and i was like this is wild and so that one was uh was a rude rude awakening and i did it for i did it for a long time and i was just like why am i doing this to myself and really really put a cap on you know if i'm going to do it it's only going to be for these certain time slots or these certain days. And, you know, and now I find myself like very rarely ever really doing it because I'm leaning more into honoring that, you know, I need to, I need to trust that depending on what else is on my plate that I don't need to add more. Cause if I add more things, then I'm not resting. But it's like if I have a pretty open schedule and it's like, hey, I would love to help this person out. They have subbed some of my classes for me. Like it works for me. Like this feels like a right yes for me. But it can, like you said, it come, it can come to creep up on you because then people know you as the person that yeah. always volunteers. Yes. yes, you can end up filling this sort of gen- this like defined sacral role. Yeah. yeah. Um, I do just want to apologize for my coughing as well. I had covid last week so i have not taken up smoking <laughs> just still have this like <laughs> annoying uh wheezy cough left um so yeah the last thing i think about about the shadow is what comes with that the feeling that we tend to get when we're over committing is like feeling always on like it's kind of like tired wired adrenal system like just like carrying us and I had a projector client recently did a reading for mother of five, like, uh, work, you know, lives and then obviously works on a farm. And then it's also trying to like start a separate career as a trainer. And like, that's just so much. I was like, I'm tired already. Yeah. I was like, how much sleep <laughs> do you get? And this is the second projector trainer who said this to me. She's like, I get about four or five hours sleep a night. So like, that is, from a health perspective, a path to adrenal burnout. Maybe if you had a sacral, defined sacral, you could get away with it. Where you still people. Still if you're doing rest. transcendental meditation, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, very unsustainable. And obviously, like if you've got like five kids, that you're limited by what you can do. But one of the things that I saw her do, which I was like super proud of, was. Um, she was getting a babysitter, at least while she was working, so at least she could be focused on the thing she's doing. So, um, and I hope sometimes she gets the babysitter and is working on doing like apostrophes. Yeah. One of the best things for non-sacral types is to work, which is set, it can be a really like good loophole if you have trouble with this, is to set yourself time that you're working, but then don't actually work. Like... <laughs> Just like skive off, um, and and just yeah. I remember one time when I had a full time job, going like shopping for like a few hours during the middle of the day. I went to, the, I was like, I had enough of this. I'm going shopping. Um, I may have been trying to get myself fired, but um, it didn't. And which I'm, um, it didn't work. Uh, so yeah, but definitely like give yourself time working for yourself. You know your boss. It's only going to know if you tell them. So <laughs> it's like, 
what is it the right hand doesn't talk to the left hand so just be like yeah i'm working and uh take time and that was that was an important thing actually after having kids because i felt so much pressure around the time i had to work at home because my wife was then watching the kids um and now she's running her own business as well that there was like a lot of pressure that I had to be like super productive during those times. So I, when I realized that I had the conversation with her and I was like, look, I need permission from you. And I mean, I need to give myself permission too, but I need permission from you that sometimes I'll be working, but I'll be like out for a walk or I'll be like, just, you know, tidying up my reorganizing my office or just like, you know, laying on the ground. <laughs> like, a, So I'm not necessarily going to be like in front of my computer that whole time. Right. And I think that one thing that that those of us with an undefined sacral center is that rest does not need to be productive. Yes. Yeah. It can be watching dog videos, yeah, as yeah. I told Kyle <laughs> yeah. I did for like 30 minutes today. I was like, um, I could be doing something else or I can just keep watching these dog videos. And you know what? That's fine. Yeah. That's fine, too. Yeah, like, you know, my, my wife and I really like sitting down and watching like an episode or two of something in the evenings. And for ages, we we like sort of tried to get rid of this, like, oh, we should be using that time to like, you know, develop Read Shakespeare to each other. Do something creative <laughs> or, yeah, like, uh, you know, I don't know. Which I think if you had a sacral center, that makes sense because you, you want to keep doing those satisfying activities, which could be watching the TV show or it could be, you know, working on a project that you really have been enjoying right before bed. But when you've got that undefined sacral center, it can be really helpful. You know, when we watch a show, we're like horizontal on the couch. We're both laying down. We're getting like our bodies, you're getting ready for like sleep. And we're getting to watch something that we like enjoy together. And we don't watch, we very rarely watch like really stressful stuff because that has like the opposite <laughs> effect. And so we tend to watch like... Yes funner, lighthearted stuff. Yeah, I had to. I used to be one of those people that like binged watch like Law and Order SVU. Oh my God. And my husband was like, why do you watch this? This is like the most depressing <laughs> show on television. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, I love, I love Stabler. Like, <laughs> yes. and, and, like uh, I stopped watching it and I was like, A, Chris Maloney is in other things. Yeah, and yeah. B, <laughs> and B, <laughs> when I stopped watching things that were so dark, I realized like, wow, like that's really light and yeah. light in my mood. Yeah. Like, you know, they say like, you are what you eat. Like also like what you consume. Yeah. Certainly. Absolutely. Like we are very sensitive, sensitive, like Kyle said, to our energy of the people and the spaces that we're in. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think, there'll be shows that are quite popular that lots of people recommend to us and we watch and we're just like, no, we can't. Yes, this <laughs> might be culturally enlightening for us to watch, but it's not what our brains need to be thinking about right before we go to bed. Like we need to go into like a bit of a fantasy land, a bit of like break from... That's what TV originally was, was a break from reality. And now you've got all these like... I think Reality I think TV shows? <laughs> reality stuff and then like this like real like gritty, dark stuff. And I, and I feel like it's, it's all these sacral beings out there who, who aren't feeling satisfied and it's almost a way to use up the energy because you're getting that like stimulation right before bed um yeah i'm too sensitive for that yeah you just you just opt out um so let me talk about uh the wisdom which i've kind of touched on but what i'll do 
is I kind of like summarize through this part. Uh, so we're in our wisdom when we honor that ebb and flow in our energy and we take the time to to rest. We take time to be unproductive, like schedule it in <laughs> if you need to. Um, when Before I had kids, I, I was able to do this better. But yeah, I used to schedule in time in my week. And this is before I knew about human design as well. It was recommended by a friend. It was like, maybe make Wednesdays your day when you just you just do whatever. And so like whatever comes to you. Whatever Wednesday. Yeah, whatever Wednesday. So maybe you need a uh, I have Wednesday. somebody that has fuck off Friday. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that that's too. when they hire the sitter. Yeah, that's when they hire the sitter and they just go fuck off. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe my wife and I need to do this. Something we are yeah. trying to do more of, which um, is... So I was talking about having a crazy November coming up to you beforehand. And then the first weekend of December, uh, Zoe's booked herself three nights, just like in an Airbnb, a couple of hours from here. And uh, there's like a hot springs nearby. And yeah, <gasps> she's just going to... I'm like, go. <laughs> so we, we're, so far we're trying to do that like once a year, like each. Um, and then the plan is to like be able to do that more frequently. Uh, but yes. just to have that like disconnect um, to really be able to move at your own pace. Cause you, you just with small children, as much as you'd love to, you just, you can't. So to just <laughs> even just have a taste of that, of being in your wisdom. Um, so the other thing about being in wisdom is that you feel confident to tap into your unique gifts and you have a good understanding of what those gifts are. Cause your value isn't in how much you do or how consistently you do stuff. It's about, uh, for the non-sacral people, it is about like the gifts you bring to a situation. So we can talk more about that um, in the future. Uh, delegating things so that you can appear or like I'll say scheduling things, you know, if you're running your own business so that you can just take some. So when you're having those weeks when you need to rest, you can just rest. Um and yeah, as I mentioned before. I liked one example that you've given in the past of when you would have a launch, yeah. you would always make sure on launch day that you would like do yeah, nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved that. I, I, You're I, like, I, I would plan work something my to go app. get lunch with someone or or something like that, yeah. But you can just end up in this this like loop of checking your email and thinking you need to be doing stuff. Especially because leading up to a launch, you are like pushing yourself. Go, go, go. Yeah. Go, yeah. Go, go. It can be hard. We we talked a lot about that before the call, but uh, yeah, I will mention it that the it can be hard to change gears. Like we, if you're a non-sacral who has been just like talked about that, like being like always being on, it can feel really uncomfortable <laughs> to start doing that. So I would recommend as you're moving into your wisdom, just start with like use your signposts as. So what, uh, if you're a manifester, it's going to be anger. If you're a projector, it's going to be, um, bitterness. If you're a reflector, it's going to be confusion. Disappointment. 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 I'll edit that so I sound smarter. (laughs) 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 Or I'll leave it in. 
Uma, I was just listening to our friend Uma Gerash's podcast, um, being fully me, and she talked about like the vulnerability of leaving stuff in. Yes, sometimes we get this wrong. Uh, sorry, reflectors. <laughs> so, so use those not self signposts as a way to start picking some things that you can start where where to start letting go of things during the day. If you're just feeling on from the time you get up to the time you get to bed and perhaps past the time you should be going to bed because you, cause you're only getting a few hours sleep each night. Yeah, where are some things that are really like pushing that button that you can just start saying no to? Uh, it, yeah, it will feel really uncomfortable because you've fallen into the shadow of getting your sense of worthiness from how much you do. But that's not, I just want to say to you, that's not what you're here. That's not the greatest gift you have to offer us. Uh, leave that for the generators, the manifesting generators. You are all about your insight. Uh, and the more time you can have as downtime, the more time you have rest time, the more you can show up for those situations where you're really going to make a big impact and make a big difference. So good. Such a good reminder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we all need it yeah we all need it all right uh so speaking of uma i think we're going to have her on the podcast soon mm-hmm. i've been really enjoying her podcast if you're if you have this center undefined hers is a great podcast she has this un- center undefined as well uh if you have this center defined you might like listening to we mentioned uh, jackie murphy earlier oh yeah yoga boss called yoga boss so if you're in the wellness space uh, and she's got lots of uh, good stuff on there as well. Not a yoga teacher. Lots of great stuff for wellness entrepreneurs uh, on her yeah. podcast. Yeah. So I'll link both of those below on the show notes. And uh, yeah, that's it, Brandy. Yeah, I had fun. Me too. Thanks for spending 41 minutes with me. <laughs> Plus. <laughs> Plus. <laughs> Until and, next uh, time. <laughs> Until next time, farewell, everyone. Bye. Hi, it's Kyle again. I just wanted to take a moment at the end of this episode to thank you for listening. If you'd like to show us some love or uh, keep in touch with new episodes that we bring out, make sure you hit subscribe in your podcast player and also give us a heart or a like or a thumbs up or whatever they've got there as that helps us with the algorithm gods if you could leave us a review if you've got a message for us please leave us a review if your app lets you because we also really appreciate that and really appreciate reading those and if you'd like to get in touch or send us a message the easiest way to do that is to hop on the instagram find us at at welldesignedhd and just send us a message through there and that'll uh, go to both of us thanks again for listening and we'll be back again soon